Welcome back, everybody. This is Dylan with DS for Dyslexia, also known as Dyslexic Dylan, with the one and only Natalie Nicole, the best-selling author, the overall entertainer, the musician, and actress. Welcome, Natalie. Hi. <laughs> What's up? Another another day in paradise, right? We are blessed tonight to be interviewing you and asking you your. So my show is all about motivation, dyslexia, but mainly over defying all the odds and figuring out ways and paths to overcome things that we need to overcome and, you know, how to stay um, going instead of stop. You know, some people yeah. sink, some people float, fall out of the nest. You're going to fall on your face and fly back up or lay on your head. And That's you've right. done more than just fly out. You've soared out with turbos on your back. I tried. <laughs> so what is the key to your motivation? Ah, man, the key to my motivation is to motivate others. <laughs> As part part of it, um, to also let people know that you can get through the most difficult things and survive them, and not just survive them, be happy regardless of how they made you feel. So for me, uh, the motivation that keeps me going is to know that I'm able to touch people, and of course, just my calling in general. Like I feel like God called me to just be who I am, and all the things that I do are some of that. So. Um, that's pretty much it, you know, just making sure I, I leave an, uh, my mark and, and impact as many people as I possibly can in a positive way. Awesome. So what, so a little background on you is you did live in a car. I did. You lived months. in a car. Yeah. 11 yeah. months. So you lived in a car and you still, you still kept pushing. Can you share with me that, that story? Yeah. Yeah. You know, people think that that was like the most trying time of my life. A lot of the times when people ask me about it, but, um, it really wasn't, it was, I mean, don't get it twisted. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was wild. But, um, as far as my mindset, uh, I kept my faith. I just knew that God had me there for a reason and I just kept working. I was showering at the gym. I was doing Uber driving. I was going on my auditions for my acting. I was singing background vocals for Rita Wilson and writing songs for uh, Disney stars like Coco Jones and things like that. So I just stayed busy. And the moments where I was in the car or in the back seat, like when there was nothing to do, I was just reflecting. I was reflecting a lot on life. And I feel like it was a great time for that to, to sit with myself um, after a lot of things had happened to me, you know, I mean, growing up, I dealt with racism and molestation and a whole bunch of stuff. So just dealing and being with a single mother, you know, so just dealing with all of that. And then finally having this moment as like a young adult to sit there in the back of my car and just like reevaluate my decisions in life. Like it was a good thing for me. So, um, although it was not the easiest, it wasn't like the worst time. And I was, thankful to be able to experience it with my strong, beautiful mother who instilled in me the, the desire to, and the, the drive and the will to just keep going no matter what it looks like. Cause God's going to, God's going to get you through. Awesome. What is your honest belief on the word dream versus goal? Do you have dreams or do you have just goals? <laughs> I have dreams that transform into goals. <laughs> I think every dream should not remain in your sleep. So once you have the dream, you wake the heck up and <laughs> you, you, you write it down and you put it in motion. 
So to me, I have dreams that turn into goals. <laughs> when is it when you first started to feel like traction? Like you're you're living in your car, you've been over like you said, molestation, only mother, living in your car, still living in California, showering at the gym and sleeping in not even a hatchback, but a sedan. Um, <laughs> right. What what instilled inside of you to defy all the odds and be like, nope, screw it. I'm not going to call. I'm going to work under Nick Cannon. I'm going to be a, a musician. I'm going to be a best-selling author. What made you go? No, the car's okay. Cause it, it all makes sense. It's going to be worth it. Like where's the, I think it's knowing who you are. Uh, I knew at a young age that I had a story to tell even before the story began. <laughs> um, and that's just having like a close relationship with, with, for me, God, for somebody else, just a higher power or whatever you want to call it universe. Um, I call it God. And, um, you know, it's having that connection and, and the ability to hone in on the whispers. He whispers to you all the time and, and, and guides you in different ways. And I feel like just holding on to the promise that he gave me, I knew I was going to make it. I didn't know exactly when. I didn't know who was going to be a part of the process. I didn't even necessarily know all the steps. I just knew that I was going to... Um, be some sort of impact and use my gifts. And uh, I just kept pursuing that. And I feel like if anybody uh, is having trying times, just keep pursuing what it is that makes you you, what makes you valuable, what makes you feel love and go for it. Never stop. Don't, don't ever stop. Your, your energy is amazing. And your, your optimism is second to none. Um, so when I was, uh, I get the question a lot when I was diagnosed with dyslexia and I was told that, how did I feel when you were told we're living in a car or, you know, we don't know if we're going to make rent this month or we got to move out or I don't know how you're going to shower this month or we don't know if this is actually going to work. Where were you mentally? I was I'm up for any challenge. At that point, I hadn't been through a whole bunch of stuff already to where I was like, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Let's I called it pimp out the ride. I don't know if people know that show, but back in the day, there was a show called Pimp My Ride and they <laughs> cars and make them look all cool on the inside and you could sleep in them and stuff. So like, that's what we did. I mean, <laughs> we made our car livable, although it wasn't as cool as that show. Um, it was, it was livable and um, we made the most of it. I mean, I was, I had the best times with my mother in conversations. We all are very close. So, you know, it, 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 I took it with a grain of salt and, and ran with it or drove with it, if you will, since I was in a car. <laughs> That's awesome. What is your attitude on each and every day? How do you feel when you wake up? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Go big or go home. <laughs> Love it. Just keep going, really. I mean, Goodness, there's some times where, you know, you feel tired or even down or whatever, but you got to keep going. You're, you'll get over those hiccups and you'll you'll be able to, you know, take those necessary steps to, to be who you're supposed to be. You just got to stay consistent. That's really what it comes down to. So you got to be the person who who gets up and, and works at it, even when you don't want to, to to fulfill your, you know, full purpose. Did you go to college? I did not. I, I was gonna, I, it was like supposed to happen. You know what I mean? You know, like yeah. your parents expected or your siblings expected. It was my sister went to college. It was expected of me to go too, but I just, I was going to go for choreography, dance choreography and like something else. Like, I don't know, something dealing with the mind, uh, psychology or something like that. But I, I was like, you know, 
the dance part I can do without going to college. And I don't want to be in debt. I'm not the richest. Uh, at that time, I'm like, I'm not the most richest or anything like that. So I just don't want to deal with all that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm super introverted. So like I wasn't a partier and I knew like a lot of people were there just to kind of hang out, you know, in college the first couple of years. And I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to focus on what I knew I wanted to be. So because I knew what I wanted to be, which was a singer, songwriter, you know, performer and all that stuff, I, I wanted to pursue it my way rather than the correct way or what people call correct. So um, I don't down college, though. I think it's great. I might even go back one day for like psychology or something like that. You know, it's never too late. I feel like you can always pursue anything. You're never too old to do something that you want to do. That's awesome. What kind of student were you? I was a really good student. Um, I have a weird attention span. I pay attention to details, but at the same time, I get bored. So <laughs> I was the person who would sit uh, in the back of the classroom or, or in the front and literally zone out. I would hear everything that the teacher said and I would finish my work so quickly and then just start doodling or like writing a song or, you know, that was, that was me. I, I had a B on a roll all my school years. I was ahead of my class in my yeah, junior and senior year. And I, I don't know. I, and that was not trying. So I can only imagine what I could have did if I was like <laughs> actually trying. I probably would have been really, really smart. Yeah. <laughs> I was smart anyway. <laughs> no, with kids looking up to you and um, you being great in school and being very accomplished, let's talk about this. My book. Your book. Yeah. You know, being an educational show here, me writing a book with Royal. Royal, I see you in the chat. Carl, what's up? Um, yeah. that's who you wrote your book with. That's who I'm doing mine with. Let's talk about it. Yes. Yes. I became a bestseller on my birthday. Like that, what? That's huge. Yeah. I was so excited. It was great. It was great. I, it was a process. It, it took uh, nine months for me to write and three months to like revise and edit and get the picture for the cover and all that stuff. But so a year, it took a year to come to completion, but I, I couldn't be more happy with the, the end product. I'm about to get like the the hard copies to oh. send out in a couple of days. So I'm like super excited about that. I can't wait to sign them all and send them off. It, it's been a process, but it's been great. I'm grateful. Can you talk to us a little bit about the book, like the story inside? Yes. So basically I named it, it was God, uh, the Natalie Nicole story, um, because to me, my whole life was God. <laughs> Yeah. I am just a vessel. I'm just being used. I'm not like, you know, oh, I know everything. And all oh, I, I did this. It was me self-made. I hate when people say self-made because it's not true. <laughs> you did not make yourself. You're you're a sum of everything that's either happened to you and or anything that's around you and God. So you're not really self-made when you really think about it. Um, <laughs> so um the book is about um, my whole upbringing, like from birth to now. It's all the way my whole life to now, all the experiences um, from being molested at age of three to, you know, growing up without a father to being mixed race. I'm half black and half Hispanic from dealing with racism, from dealing with a stepfather that was very abusive from dealing with the homelessness, from being discovered by Nick Cannon, from 
uh, becoming independent and like it goes through everything. Like there's so much detail. And it's so funny because the book is thin because it's long, but like it has so much in there. And plus, it's I'm only 27 years old, but there's a <laughs> lot of gems in there. And <laughs> so you can't have like this huge book that's like three inches big. It's 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 thin, but it has so much jam packed in there that there's there's tons to learn from tons. I can't even <laughs> go buy the book, everybody. Yes, yes, please buy it. Um, and and comment it, put it on your story, and tag her. Yes. Um, talk to me about your. Did you have an author that you looked up to? Like, what motivated you to go? I'm gonna write a book. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have you know like oh this person writes so good and I want to write a book like that or oh I got to write a biography because. My favorite singer wrote a biography. It was funny because I, Mariah Carey, she came out with her book the right after I was doing the Carl class, the royal <laughs> classes, write a legacy. Um, and I was like, man, I was already thinking of this. How are you going to do this to me, Mariah? But uh, <laughs> how are you going to do it before me? Now I'm going to look like I'm copying you just because I love you so much. But yeah. I'm not. Um Cause I've been wanting to write a book since I was a kid. Like I said, I wanted to write a book before I even knew that I, my story, I didn't even know my story yet. And I knew that God wanted me to do it. So, uh, no author that I, I, you know, you know, mimicked or anything like that. I just, I just knew I was supposed to do it and it was time. It was time. So I, I executed. <laughs> Is there a musician that you look up to that really gave you your drive? Like definitely there's a few, I mean, Mariah Carey, of course, uh, a lot of people here are similarities in my music, um, but Whitney Houston, Al Green. I love me some Steven Tyler, Patti LaBelle. Um, I, there's a plethora of, of artists that have impacted me. Brian McKnight. Um, I look up to a lot of just great vocalists and songwriters who, who just love to storytell. And that's what I like to do. <laughs> that's awesome. Who do you look up to at all? Like as a role model or as somebody you strive to be like, or somebody there's traits that they carry that really make you go, wow, I want to do this like them carry myself like such. I think the only person that I would say I would want to have a similar career to um, is Jennifer Lopez. And not in the sense of like everything she does, just in the sense of, uh, her ability to do everything at a high level and and do it with ease you know she's an actor she's a singer she's a she wrote a book she can you know she can do she has a perfume she could do everything and anything and no one's questioning it and that's the kind of realm that I want to be in I just want to do everything that I'm good at great at and execute it and people be like yeah <laughs> just like they yeah. are for her <laughs> yeah so Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, I would say her. <laughs> awesome. What is your definition or perception on the word success? What is success to Natalie Nicole? I feel like success is subjective and um, success is whatever you make it. People like to create some weird standard, just like people say like, oh, you have to go to college or you're not successful. You have to have a career choice. And, you know, but success to some people, like some people want to be a janitor and they literally want to be a janitor. Like, and that is that's fine. And some people want to work at Walmart forever and that's fine. And then some people want to go to college and be a doctor and that's okay. That's successful to them. You know, 
to me, I just want to have financial freedom and be able to do everything that I love. And that's successful to me, even if I don't have a Bentley or freaking, you know, diamonds all around my neck or anything like that. I just want to be happy and be able to provide for my family and help as many people as I can. So whatever that looks like, that's success to me. And uh, I don't I don't think that I'm measuring it against anybody like anybody else. Like, I don't want anybody's chain. I don't want anybody's mansion. I don't want anybody's, you know, fancy car. Just want to be me. And that's successful in itself for me. Well, that's awesome. Did you ever try? Did you, so you're R&B artist now. Did you ever try any other genres? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I released a Spanish song uh, not too long ago. It's called Dame Tu Calaver. Uh, I've, I have country songs. I even write rock songs. I love punk music. That's what people don't know about me. Uh, I love all genres of music. I'm, I'm a wild fly. A uh, flower. I was gonna say a flyer, but that too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What kind of impact do you wish to leave on this earth? Just positive, just positive energy, love, giving, caring. I just want to be an influence that's uh, memorable in the most, in the best way. Not, not negative. I mean, of course, we all have our down days or whatever. But uh, overall, I'm a good person, and I want people to remember my goodness and and my faith and my strength to to keep going no matter what what life threw at me that's awesome what so you're a all-around entertainer but inside of that big label you are a musician an actress and a best-selling author yes what journey did you start first actress musician i started uh singing first <laughs> i was singing man before i could talk so i was sitting in the back seat and my singing every song on the radio in my car seat <laughs> awesome. so, uh singing first and then it kind of went into like dancing i would i was in like talent shows and things like that and did a lot of choreography with uh, organizations i was a part of and then i knew that i could write i started writing poetry as early as third grade and then it turned into songs bless you Thank you. And then, <laughs> and then um, after the songs started flowing out of me, I just didn't stop. And then in school, I did choir and, and theater and things like that and started writing scripts and like skits and stuff. So all of it kind of happened, you know, throughout my my adolescence, you know, from as early as third grade and on, you know, it happened. I wouldn't say simultaneously, but. Kind of <laughs> very That's closely awesome. together. Yeah. So I am always afraid of not doing something better than I did last. Are you ever afraid of releasing a song that's not as good as the last or doing an acting scene that wasn't as good as the last or releasing maybe a next book? Uh, in some cases, um, but not really because uh, everything is subjective in that way too. I mean, there's somebody in the world that's going to like your crappiest effort. <laughs> there's somebody in the world that's going to like the thing that you did that you absolutely hate. So, um, that to me, I try not to measure, try to measure myself against myself because you're, you're forever evolving. And just because to somebody, it might not be as good as your last. It doesn't mean it's not your best for where you are at the time. So, no, I try not to do that to myself. <laughs> what would you tell a young adult who doesn't have a path but is looking for one in regards to a career in adulthood? 
learn yourself, learn yourself, take some time to sit down and figure out your triggers, figure out things that hurt you or haunt you or taunt you, figure out why they still hurt you and try to find a balance to coexist with it or get over it. And um, it's easier said than done. Some people take years to get over things and process things. Uh, a lot of things that happened to me took four to five years to get over, but I was active about it. You kind of, you have to be purposeful. You have to really want to get over the things that hurt you and, and learn yourself. It's, it's an everyday uh, choice that you have to make to, to better yourself. Um, and it's a battle with your own brain because your brain's telling you it's your fault. This was your fault that this happened. You're a bad person. You're this or that, whatever. But that's not necessarily true. So you have to fight for yourself every day. So I would tell people to sit down with yourself and and figure out all your triggers and then act accordingly. You know, like figure out how, OK, if I'm around this type of person, I act this way. It hurts me. I can't be around this person anymore. Or when I'm in this type of situation, I do this bad thing that I don't really want to do anymore. So I can't put myself in that situation anymore. So then once you do that and you're released out into the world, you make better decisions. And then overall, anything that hits you, you have a better discernment and uh, can can navigate better and have less problems <laughs> as you go. Awesome. So learn Where, yourself. That's the answer. <laughs> love it. Where do you want to be in five years? I want to be uh, in a higher level of where I'm already at. So I just want to keep going through the levels of what I'm, what I'm already doing. So I'm going to continue to write books and I'm going to continue to write songs and break records and have iTunes, you know, chart topping songs. I've already had some, some, so, you know, and have roles, TV shows or whatever, all of that's just going to continue to expand. We're doing everything that we're supposed to do, staying consistent and, and putting in the work. So that's, that's the trajectory. And, um, I'm excited for that. I just, I see it getting bigger and bigger by the grace of God. Awesome. So I've learned as a young adult, very young, uh, I don't even know if I'd consider myself an adult, but <laughs> I work full time and I'm growing this brand. I've learned that everything doesn't go to plan. So I usually do not stress. Right. Um, what is your, and be the learn, learn thing is be so flexible and just, okay. Instead of stressing about it. Okay. Well, this is what the problem has been granted. How am I going to go and resolve it? Here are the avenues I can resolve it. How are you on like last minute changes or, you know, something came up and you got to change immediately. Are you good? Are you flexible? Or are you like, Oh no. I'm usually pretty good at going with the flow. I, I think I am even better under pressure, but I don't like being under pressure. <laughs> so anybody watching, please don't pressure me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> No, I think, uh, I do well whenever things have to change. I always find something to dabble in. I mean, like even in 2020, when we all had to go into quarantine, um, I had an album out and I was supposed to go on like a mini tour and like promote the album. And then I couldn't. So I instead did everything virtually automatically booked interviews uh, virtually and um, started singing on my lives, like Zoom calls and my Instagram and and getting tips for that and things like that. So I just, I'm a pretty innovative person. So I can usually roll with the punches, but um, 
I still get stressed though, even if it's like <laughs> I still get stressed. It's it's I I don't know. It's kind of like built in <laughs> for me. So I I get the comment a lot. Um, I wish I was doing what you're doing. You're gonna be very successful. You're doing what you are at 20. Keep doing what you're doing. I wish I was in your shoes. And that comment doesn't sit well with me. Only I understand the compliment, but the comment as them to be comparing themselves to me. Um, I always tell people like, don't compare yourself to me because you've got other things to offer that I can't offer. Exactly. And I talk to five people new, five new people a day because there's something we can all learn from it. And I can maybe right. pass the smile on to all five and make their days better. Right. Like we talked about this, um, and I said that there's this picture that I saw online that um, there's like five different types of animals, and it said, well because just because the fish can't fly, does that make it any less, you know, valuable than the bird? You know what I mean? Or yeah. is the bird any less valuable than the elephant? Cause the elephant can do this and the bird can't. And is the giraffe any less valuable than the lion? Because the lion can do this and the giraffe can't, you know, there, every, everybody has something different to offer. You're absolutely right. Um, I would tell people not to compare yourself to me. You don't know what I've been through. And you might not have the capacity to handle the things that I've handled. So don't be careful what you ask for. Um, that's why I don't ever say, oh, I want like exactly what that person has or, mm -hmm. oh, I want, you know, everything. Because I do not know what that girl or guy did to get there. And they might be yeah. doing things that I don't agree with. <laughs> so I don't want anything that anybody else has. I want what's mine. I want what's meant for me, period. And that's that's that. I would tell people just be careful what you're asking for. Cause you never know what people go through and you're valuable in your own right. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. What have you learned um, connecting with me and, and being enlightened in uh, what I do and my structure to my brand and dyslexia and stuff. I've learned that anything's possible. You're a very bright guy and just so positive in, in your own right. I love, that you turned something that seems like a stigma on people to something positive. Uh, and, and even like, you know, comical, you have like a sarcasm about it, like D's for dyslexia, you know, you have personality, <laughs> you know, I think it's really dope that you're doing this and, and trying to, you know, shine light on something important and um, motivate people. I, I, I applaud you. I've, I've learned to that, that, you could turn anything, anything into something great. So I, like I said, I applaud you. I think you're awesome. <laughs> Appreciate it. And I'm going to try to do the impossible as a dyslexic guy and write a book with Carl. And that it's, is. It's not impossible. You got this. <laughs> you got right. it. I know. And I, that process has started and I'm excited. And, um, you know, I saw your live with Carl when you dropped your book. Uh -huh. and I don't know what it was about the live. I don't know if it was the energy Carl was giving and you were matching or you were giving and Carl was matching. But, um, you know, I took my lunch and I watched it. Oh, wow. I took lunch early to watch your live and the energy was there. And I loved the, you've got like an, a contagious uh, smile and attitude. And I was like, wow. And she's talking about the book and on her birthday. And I was just like, wow, like I've got to jump on this. And I remember meeting Carl that day and going, hey, I, Cause we talked about me starting a book and I said, no, not now. And I said, Hey, I, I want to start a book. Yes. I'm so yeah. glad you made that decision and just went bold with it. You got to, I love that people say that my smile is contagious because I think it's almost like 
built in. It's like default. Even like if I'm sad, I'm just like smiling. I don't know. I could probably curse somebody out <laughs> and be smiling in the process. So I don't know. But thank you for that compliment. I appreciate it. I'm glad you enjoyed that interview as well. Carl's awesome. He's a great mentor and and really helped get get my my uh book writing process on the go because he just gives a lot of valuable information that you don't even think about when you're doing it trying to do it by yourself so he's a cool guy awesome yes. dude. i i appreciate uh royal and how did you meet carl he interviewed me he uh i was putting out my album that the pandemic <laughs> kind of put on hold yep um and he he was just interviewing me we had a cool conversation and then maybe like not even like six months later he posted about his write a legacy you know classes that he had about authors you know and i was like yo i've been writing wanting to write a book for the longest time maybe he has information that could be used to me and it was it was it was very valuable information and and uh, he made it so almost too easy. It was so easy to go through, you know, like just the information he gave. It seems hard at first, you know, because it's your first time. But like after you look back and you're like, dang, it's like one, two, three. And all you needed is that guidance. So I'm so grateful for people like Carl who take the time to to give that information and allow other people to execute dreams that might have taken longer to execute without their help. I love it. What is the biggest life lesson you've ever learned and you carry every day? Mm. Oh, life lesson? Life lesson that you've learned and carry every day. Oh, that's a hard question. There's so many lessons. I can't, <laughs> I have so many in my brain that I pull from, you know, throughout my life that I keep just in case I need them. Uh, life lesson. Ultimately. The biggest life lesson is ultimately, no matter what you do, you have to wake up with yourself. So do what makes you happy. You cannot live for anybody else. You cannot make anybody else happy. You have to choose for yourself. So that's the most important to me. Um, not living for for validation or anything like that. Just being being content with who you are and knowing who you are. And valuing yourself enough to to be happy in whatever really makes you happy. I think that's the biggest lesson. That was awesome. What is to come for Natalie Cole? What is coming up? Is there a tour? Is there more music? What is it? Hit me. Shish. Okay. So there is um, more music uh, to end out the year. Um, I am planning a book tour for next year. So I'm excited about that. We are starting to perform again. We outside. I can't believe oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, my first show is uh, in November. So I'm super excited. If anybody wants to get tickets or anything like that, and you're in the Dallas area, um, hit me up. Uh, all my information is usually in my story and or in my bio, link in the bio. So just, you know, hit me up. DM me. I'm, I'm a, I'll answer you. I'm, I'm super hands-on with stuff like that. I will definitely answer anything that you have, any questions. But yeah, so uh, mini tour, performing-wise for music, mini book tour, um, of course, more music. And I'll be doing a lot of auditions for my acting and stuff like that, too, in between all of that. So I am going to take like a small little break, but breaks for me are just like 
work behind the scenes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my break will be like just zoning in and just writing a whole bunch of music and recording it, finishing it, but no one will know it. <laughs> and then it'll just pop out in front of your face and you'll be like, whoa, it's a good song. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what's on the agenda for next year. I might have a couple of surprises that, you know, I have to keep to myself, but just keep uh, uh, in contact and make sure you follow me on Instagram at Natalie underscore moment. So you can keep track of everything that's happening. <laughs> I appreciate having you on. Lastly, what is the one thing you want to tell the audience to carry what? on with themselves? <sighs> I would just say my motto, which is uh, give love, be love and be loved doves and keep mastering overcoming boundaries. That is awesome. Natalie, I appreciate having you on. Let's, I think this was great because you impact many people and motivate more than you know. And that is a goal of mine to do. So I appreciate you being a part of my process no and making this connection with me and Carl. Definitely. Definitely. Anytime, anytime. I appreciate it. This is Dyslexic Dylan signing off with Natalie Nicole. You guys are all beautiful. You are strong. You are intelligent. You are capable. Just do it. Wear a Nike shirt every day. If that's what's got to remind you, just <laughs> do it. You guys are awesome. Shout out to L2 Web Media Group and Derek and uh, Devron. They've hosted this today. I appreciate you guys. It was very short notice and they killed it with the chat and everything. And thank you to everybody who's here. That is Freddie Fox. That's Royal. That is Logan and, and Derek himself. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Thanks for watching. Of course. You can cut the recording, Derek. <laughs>